You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. We've been pretty good about not arguing lately. Yeah, I would say so. Like we and we've how had, long? How long do you think that is? Like, what, what what's the time frame? Well, what is lately? I, I'm going to bring up the okay. latest argument I think I've had with you. Um, even though we've had some triggers. Yes. We had in-laws visiting. Parents visiting. Like just like there's stuff that comes up, and we just have been able to like work through things. But we did get into an argument the other day because you sometimes like to like bring me into oh, casual wow. conversation with your coworkers. Yeah, we had a discussion. I think we, we actually discussion. did a pretty good job of like not fighting We had a discussion. So the other day I'm like literally sitting across from Andy at our workstations and he's like talking about what he did that weekend. And instead of like talking about what he did that weekend, he's like, yeah, and then Eleanor, she like uh, she went through her closet and she listed a bunch of her clothes online, and and I'm like, I literally lifted up my finger and waved no, like <laughs> not no. So and, funny. And what what was my argument? Because you don't want them knowing anything about. You. <laughs> no, see, this is the best part about doing a recounting our arguments on the mic is that like your takeaways also, are not what I wanted you to take. Can away. I also ask you some or add some context, which is that my coworker said, "What did you guys do this weekend?" So she was asking for big eye roll. For I just both gave of you. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, anyway, so that, my, I guess that's irrelevant. Well, my it's relevant, feeling but. was not that. I don't want your team or your colleagues or anybody not to to know nothing about me, but just like you share your business. Don't share my business. Like it's not your business to share. I don't like I unless someone explicitly is like, what does your husband do for work? I'm not like, oh, yeah. So Andy, like he had a hard work week last week. You know, he's like, like I would never share that. Papa's upstairs recruiting. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say stuff like that. No, I don't. Unprompted. Well, and so I like one, I just was like, like, keep my business out of your mouth. Right. And two, it came off the back of what was a pretty egregious overshare. Well, yes. And and it had all sort of spawned from a huge fight we had. Where you told your boss that we were in a fight. Yes. The day, the like minutes after we got into the fight. Yes. Yeah. Well, so the, the beauty of it was, is that we had a fight a huge fight in the middle of the workday. And I had a one-on-one pretty much right after that with my boss. And I was just like, not in a space. Like what I should have done was probably ask my boss to cancel the one-on-one or say like, Hey, I'm going through some personal stuff right now. I just don't know if my, like I'm in the right headspace for a one-on-one. Can we move it? Like that would have been the probably well-adjusted mature thing to do. But I went into it, started flagging, my boss is like, what the hell's going on? And I was just like, I'm having personal issues. My wife is like really mad at me and we're fighting right now. 
Yeah, I don't remember like exactly what you said, but I could hear you talking to her. And I'm so sometimes if we both have phone calls, like I'll go downstairs to our dining room table and Andy will stay up in the pod loft. And I can usually hear everything that he's saying because he speaks as though he's talking to a crowd of a thousand people. You like said something like my wife. Well, my wife hates me. Like to your boss. Yeah, which, and- was tr- which was true. That was factually accurate. <laughs> Maybe I was just telling her facts. I don't remember. Right, right. So anyway, and I was like already so mad at you that I think I couldn't get more mad. Like I, I was like, it was it's like kinda- I had already like hit my limit. I was yeah. like, well, it, there's literally no anger left in me. So yeah, I guess I'm like just. He can't be in more trouble than he's already in. <laughs> so what, what came out of this latest like re, once we like re- under much cooler minds, we like we're talking about it. And I was like, I think it's an interesting dialogue of where what is acceptable to share outside the relationship and with who. So, well, one, the big caveat is there's like now we're in the age of homework so we can hear actually what's going out of the home, whereas you used to not really be able to hear that. Maybe if you were like on a phone call with your friend or your uh, like family and your significant complaining about your significant other heard that maybe that would be something that would come up in this scenario i honestly fuck so so sometimes i think i'm in in a good place to like be really guarded with that stuff and then there's other times where like i'm in a heightened state or i'm like emotional and i'm like talking to my friend for release yeah and support and Obviously, I think in that moment, then it's like I'm much more worried about release than I am about protecting the information from other from other ears. But like when you say protecting the information, it almost sounds like you're like, I don't want Eleanor to get mad at me that I'm sharing it and not like I want to protect my relationship. My relationship deserves to be honored in such a way that I'm not going to just give out our personal details to people as though it's like not sacred. That's the way I'm interpreting it. Right. Okay. Like when I say it sounds like it, I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm saying that's how I'm interpreting that. When you say sometimes I just like get well, sloppy, so, yeah. it doesn't necessarily sound to me like it's like because I believe that it's wrong more. It, I believe I'm going to get in trouble. Right. Well, there's the other element, too, of like what I want known about my relationship is inherently different than what you want known about. Our totally. I mean, that's so like one of the core. That is here. that's where I'm like. I try to be in your, I try to be in your head to be like, what would Eleanor not want me to say? Because like, I can't just operate on like, well, what do I want people to know? Yeah. Because that's not enough of a filter because there's two people here involved. So yeah, I don't, I'm not going to say, well, I guess I can say that I think you, for you, less, less would be better. So like, I do think that like, I'm trying to make sure like, oh yeah, I don't want to like give away too much by going off of my own direction compass who do you think is like completely acceptable for you like for you to tell our problems to like who is it like this person is it, it's, uh, it's my, never a problem my therapist a thousand percent okay i almost I'm feel good like, to know because i tell her all of our problems yes so. i think i my personal opinion is therapy is the place where literally every possible thing that has ever happened to you you have ever thought you have ever experienced should be acceptable on the table. It There is absolutely no holds bar. Yeah. And if you don't go into therapy that way, I do not think it works as well. Everybody else is on a different tier than my therapist. Yep. So next tier down would be Snake Pit Johnson, friend of the pod. And then 
I don't know after that. I mean, well, just I, like, like describe like, for the non snake pit like f- fans. Like, this is one of your closest, one of my best friends. buddies, yeah. and like I do think we're similar in some ways, and we're different in some ways. We both have marriages. I and, love like, when you come back from a conversation with Snake Pit, and he's sided with me. It is choice. So, yeah. well, he's all he also to you. The other thing is that he's much more like you in his. He holds the role you hold. And the his relationship, the way I do that you in hold ours, in ours, yeah, yeah. To, to not to, to not every like degree, but to a lot of yeah. to a lot of the things we fight about, you're more similar to him, yeah. And uh, so it's it's like interesting to be able to ask someone who's more like you, who doesn't have the like biases that you come to the table and the yeah. weight and the emotions yeah. around us arguing. Yeah, it's more interested. It, like I can hear his point of view and perspective on it. So. It's like you, you're very friends, close and to then friends. I do like I'll talk to my mom about it because my mom does have some inputs and stuff. And yeah. my mom is also like a weirdly objective person who doesn't like. Yeah, that one's hard for me. Sure, I get that. Oh, but but I, I really don't. But it's, it's pretty rare that that would happen. Honestly, I think it's harder for me because I don't have the same relationship with my parents. To be totally frank, I think your mom has really good boundary setting. And like if she felt like if she felt like she shouldn't know, she might be like, hey, I don't oh, need to yeah, know. Yeah, that, yeah. You know? My like, mom doesn't want to know. She's not like interested that, well, that, in Which gossip. is why I can tell her. Yeah. It's because my mom's the only one who doesn't want to know. <laughs> which is the perfect so you can person. Force it upon her. Well, and it's the perfect person. The person yeah. who wants to know is because they might have some other attachment styles or they might have some ulterior motives or they like right. want to feed a narrative they've already cooked up. You know, like that is why. It's dangerous to tell your parents or siblings about things. Yeah. All, the only thing Andy ever tells anybody about our marriage is that it's that it's really fucking hard, yeah, which no, is always a really great incentive for me. I don't get women a lot. Yeah, I don't understand women all the time. You know, like, yeah. Most of my friends, to be totally honest, like as transparent and clear and fair to me as they are in holding me accountable for some of my bullshit, they're also really good friends and they'll say, yeah, I kind of think that was shitty of him or whatever else. And that feeds a narrative for me that like my responsibility in in this situation is not as maybe serious as I'm taking it or I should take it. And so by like pausing on that, I get a chance to do the reflection before I get that like comfort of that blanket of like, no, you're not the bad guy. He's the bad guy. It it is, there is an element of responsibility to like find a friend who's going to be somewhat objective. Like, yeah, none of my friends tell me like exactly what I want to hear. Yeah, that's great. You know, I think that's great. Including my mom. Yeah. You know, so. Let's get to the question. User Budget Amphibian 3828 writes. <laughs> Hell yeah. I've been wanting a tattoo for almost a year now and have designed it with my mom since she's always enjoyed art. I'm super excited to get it as it means a lot to me. My boyfriend knows this, but every time I try and express excitement or even bring it up, he gets very dry over texts and won't talk to me. My boyfriend is upset I'm getting a tattoo. Any advice would be appreciated. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, so I just want to start this one off with a generic question to you. How do you feel about tattoos, Andy? I don't care for them that much. What's the undercurrent for that? Well, from a personal perspective, I don't like think of them as a way to express myself. I have no desire to express myself via ink or 
Incredible. And that's like, I mean, like you've never, like you've never had any piercings. You've never done anything. I have had a piercing. You know this. <laughs> Wait, do I? Yeah, you know this. What part of your body was pierced, Annie? Uh, I can't believe I'm breaking this news to you on the pod. I don't know. I Do I know? When I was 18, fresh into college, I decided I was going to be an eyebrow piercing guy. Oh. <laughs> I you do, didn't know that? Oh, I do remember that now, <laughs> but it's so bad that I blocked it from my brain. <laughs> it just got... <laughs> Oh, it got super infected, so I had to take it. Out. So I just took it out. Of course it did. You <laughs> yeah. have the worst hygiene of anybody I've ever known. Excuse me, ma'am. Fact. Not high, like I just didn't care for. You shower like for once it. a week. I'm sure it's like a I shower. I'm I shower sure, once a day. I'm sure, like it, as a freshman, you were like a total dirtbag. Cease and desist. <laughs> Okay, so wait a second. Okay, so like, let's dial this back. You're like, I'm not a person that needs to self-express via like any body modification, yet you did. So yeah. what made you do it? <laughs> I can't even do I can't even. <laughs> I can't look at you. I just see it. Maybe I'll it. get another one. No, no I think Fuck it. I love it so much. It's so bolder. Okay, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was, uh, I was like, I knew I didn't want a tattoo. Right. But I was like, I want to be like alternative in some way. <laughs> I mean, what else would it have been? I was 18, you right, know? Right, right, right. And I thought I like would be cool and get a fucking eyebrow piercing and like chicks would be like, holy shit, look at that misunderstood guy. It but was it's just so funny stupid, that you though. did it because I had, I got an eyebrow piercing when I was in high school and like, cool. I did it for exactly the same reasons, but I now it like didn't deter me the way it deterred you. It like immediately turned you off, it sounds like. Yeah, which is funny because I really, I really liked the act of it, which is strange. Like I liked, yeah, I like, I went to like, you know, some hippie, like tribal place in Boulder (laughs) and they used like a giant needle. Yeah, yeah, that's how they did mine. He just cranked down on a giant needle and it was fucking, I like got a big rush out of it. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have tattoos because like they're painful. I think I have a little bit of a pain thing. Oh. Can I tell like a side story? Of course. At one of my friend's bachelor parties. My buddies, we rented a house in Tahoe and my buddies like hired a stripper to come to the house. Perfect. And part of the thing was like she made the groom pull down his pants and she spanked him with a belt. And then one of my other buddies paid her to do the same to me. And you loved it. And I fucking loved it. Wow. I know. It did not hurt at all. Like she whacked me a couple times and I just like, through the roof excitement and like energy and like full heart on. I don't know if it was like a full on sexual enjoyment. As oh, much. okay, okay. Just like made me feel good. Like made me like really like amp up. Now I was like drunk and high on drugs and stuff, so <laughs> might have been part of that. But like <laughs> you might not have felt it but, because you but were it high was as fuck. Like, but like I, it was the same as the piercing. Like I just felt like right. a rush of adrenaline. Okay, so weird detour, but in any event. That's, what, you, that's why the listeners tuned in today. <laughs> why else? But for Andy's semi-erotic stories. <laughs> um, you don't want to get tattoos. You've kind of, you, it like sealed the deal a long time ago. How do you feel about my tattoos? Uh, I feel pretty much like I don't care about them that much, to be honest. You're like neutral. Pretty much. I mean, more or less. <clears throat> like your tattoos are like pretty cool, I guess. If you had really... <laughs> If you had really stupid ones, Pretty I would cool, I would I probably care. 
Right. Like mine are pretty innocuous even to me. Like I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I got tattoos. And people will like at, like and yours talk about that and I'm visible. like, I don't know. You're always cold. So yours are usually like, covered up. No one sees them. Yeah. <laughs> so you. like if you had like a big like dragon on my back m- music symbol behind your ear and I had to see it all the time, I'd be like, that sucks that you got that. So uh, did you date uh, women with tattoos prior to me? Uh, yeah, I've, I've dated other women with tattoos. Yeah. When we first started dating, this was the temperature of the conversation. It's like this low grade. It's not discussed, but it's like a sort of like sense of like. Well, like, you just ugh, made me think about the ugh. other women that I've had. But you had the conversation with me had, when we started dating. Some of them dating. had bad tattoos. Yeah, I mean, most tattoos are bad tattoos. Sure, I agree. And and I don't disagree with you. And I think like the, like my tattoos aren't going anywhere. You know, like they're there, and and I will continue to get tattoos. Sure. So that's for sure going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like one of those things of like knowing that your partner is like just not that into it. It's it is hard to not kind of be like, oh, that's kind of a bummer too. Like it's not you're kind of like it's a bummer that she has tattoos in this weird like low grade neutral but like most more negative than positive way mm. and i'm sort of like low grade neutral like yeah it's kind of a bummer that my like husband doesn't like like part of me i don't dislike your tattoos i just don't care about I them i just don't like them yeah i just don't care about them okay. i'm very neutral well that's good okay right like sort of like you you don't care about other people's tattoos the funny thing is is you're, that's the biggest- you're a tattoo person who is not a tattoo person like I find tattoo people more annoying than I find tattoos annoying. Yeah. And you're not really a tattoo person who's always like, sick ink, bro. Where did you get it? Or like whatever. What artist did you I use? I don't have never heard anyone say that in the No, history. that's like a thing no, every dude no said. said. Yeah, oh my God. I definitely think there's like a bunch of subcultures that I like to stand right in the circle of, but I don't like to be in the mosh pit. What do you like? What do you think is behind this guy's resistance or distance around it? And what should OP do? Damn, I don't know. That's hard because, like, my first thought is that he's like conservative or something, right? Like, I feel like that's always what I think. But of, you're like, not conservative. I know, and you don't which like is tattoos. which is funny because I'm like, I'm I don't fit the stereotype of non-tattoo likers that I have for non-tattoo likers. Yeah. <laughs> so he might be just conservative and like oh if i take her to my family they're gonna like you know like that's just a thing for, for sure i've had boyfriends that have been like not my a thing for me i could it. not care less what my family thinks Okay, let's listen to the, let's hear what the Redditors have to say. User Medio, Medio, Mediocro. Mediarco. Mediar, Mediorco. User Mediorco. (laughs) It does have Dior in it. It's an island off the coast of Spain. There you go. Replies, your body, your rules. I don't understand how some picture over your skin would make you less desirable. It seems your personality, the person who you are, is less important than some tattoo, as if you were messing with something of his property. I don't know. I see red flags everywhere. Next thing you know, he's deciding the length of your skirt. If you're so excited to get it, do it. He can suck it up and stop being a jerk or leave. I would say that to his face. This person totally missed the ball. <laughs> Thank you. What? A, I'm not going to say they're an idiot, but their comment was kind of idiotic. Like, 
OP's not saying her boyfriend's not letting her letting him her get one. It's not like I will I'll I'll cut that thing off of you if you get it. Like he he does he's just not enthused. And the, the question is that was a terrifying thing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. This has quite a I will, I will take that tattoo from you if you get it. Uh it's it's not like he is saying she's asking, like, how do I deal with the fact that I'm like hurt that he's not enthusiastic about it? Right. And I think there's something to be said for many commenters said, I think this is a red flag. So I think let's answer that question first. Is like the way that her boyfriend's interacting with her a red flag? No, I don't think so at all. I don't think I, I, I think, don't think it raises think, look, to the level of like red flag. At the end of the day, you're going to do things, say things, be things that your partner isn't always going to be super on board for. And like in this case, it might be that he's just like neutral and not enthusiastic about it. I mean, Eleanor doesn't love that I like walk around shirtless all the time and swing axes around like she does. She flat out doesn't like it. I literally and, say and, and put a shirt on and stop swinging that. And it's not a red flag. I don't like text my friends like red flag city. Eleanor is being like snooty about no shirts. Totally. And like to your point, like those are things I actively wish you wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. But there's other things that I'm also completely neutral about. And when you talk to me about them, I I like give you some attention. You just don't care. Like yeah. Ohio State. You're or mushrooms or all of the totally. weird hobbies I have. And like, Blowing, like when I try and play elaborate flute concertos up in no, there. No, I hate that. Pot- <laughs> I absolutely hate that. <laughs> kind of have to learn what your partner is willing to, like what kind of grace they're willing to give you in these yeah. conversations. And like tattoos just might not be your boyfriend's thing. And like, you, like you're going to have to go to your friend who loves tattoos to get excitement and like that, yeah, that totally. support that totally. you need. Right. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I, I think that's really good advice. And I also would just add that OP, if you are concerned about how he feels about this and you want to investigate, investigate. Yeah. Just say, hey, boyfriend, I, I, I'm getting the read that you're not super excited or enthusiastic about me getting this tattoo. And I just wanted to talk to you about it. And yeah. Give course. him the opportunity to share his opinion if you if you want your his it, opinion. Well, right. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, be careful what you wish for in that scenario, too. Like, if you really just want to know how he feels about it, then ask him. But understand that, like, you can't give him space to tell you that and then be like, I knew you didn't want me to get a tattoo. Yeah. I should have listened to fucking Medio, Media Arco, the Redditor. No, I know. This is the hard work of growing up and becoming an autonomous, healthy bounded person is like understanding how to live and reside in your expression and desires and personality and like let that be what it is that like not only will not everyone like you your partner's not gonna like everything about you and like I don't see red flags right now but if you got to the point where you get this tattoo and he's all of a sudden like yeah I'm not that attracted to you because you got this tattoo like then you have a huge problem on your hands. And like, if you're absolutely terrified of that situation, I think you need to also ask yourself, why would I want to be with somebody that like would be that turned off by something that is like just not really about the core you? And this is where when you talked about like bringing your tattooed girlfriend to the country club, like literally I have gone to the country club and had the only been the only person who has a tattoo and it be fucking awkward as yeah. shit. I am embracing my body and like being like, yeah, you don't care about having a tattoo. And I, I felt the stigma of like, there are places where tattoos are still stigmatized. That's just the way it's going to be. And like part of my advice to somebody who's getting a tattoo is like, one, if you make a really big deal about it and you think it's going to change your life, it is not. They never go the way you want them to go. 
every single tattoo I've ever gotten, I've been like, this is what I want and this is what I got. And there is a distance between those two things. <laughs> so like, you gotta give that up perfection and expectation. And two, like, it is like anything in the world. You get something that you've coveted and over time, it is less meaningful well, or less it, acutely it, uh, satisfying. It, it doesn't make you feel a certain, a, a way that you Listen. think. Like every time I buy an ax, I'm like, fuck, this ax is gonna be the sweetest. And as soon as I get it, I'm like, I just have a new axe. Like I'm not, I don't feel like some different person. Totally. And one of the reasons why people get tattoos, like serial tattoos is because he's like, you get it really excited. You get one and you're like, I want to do that again. And it may be the pain or the pleasure or the the excitement. Yeah. There's so many things to it, but like, it's sort of like, it's exciting to get your first one and it's so meaningful. And it's also, it's also just a tattoo. And like you, if you're going to read a lot into it or your partner's going to really read a lot into it, I promise you that's, it's probably going to be a pretty narrow time frame where it's going to be that meaningful to either one of you, positive or negative. Most people aren't going to care. Like dudes who want to bang you at a bar might be like, oh, that's a sweet tattoo, but they're probably just trying to make a conversation. In general, People don't really care about your tattoos that much, I don't think. They care about their own and they're excited about their own. I think that people tend to tell me about their tattoos when they're going to get them or what they're going to get because they know I have tattoos and there's this sense of like, well, she'll care. And I'll be honest, it's like telling me your dream. Like, I'm like, yeah, great. Like, that's your dream. And that was a dream that I can't really experience. And it's like not going to be meaningful to me in the way it is to you. And I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be getting the needle. So like, Great, you're getting into and like I always treat it the way I think you should treat somebody telling you their dream as though you care about them enough to hear about their dream. But like you have to think to yourself, do I really care about hearing someone else's dream? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't. When I bought my whitewater raft, like whatever five years ago, um, I was talking to the guy. R. Who, R. I was talking, yeah, R. I. P. I was talking to the guy who sold it to me, uh, and I was like, just like kind of like, was it hard to sell it? Something like that came up. And he was like, you know, like I got a fair amount of calls, but it was just like dudes who wanted to talk about rafting. <laughs> and like, that's kind of what like is going to happen. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, are gonna, talk to people, people are going to talk to you about their tattoos so they can tell you about your, theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no, a thousand <laughs> that's percent. exactly that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, go out and buy my book. <laughs> Back at it. I haven't them. promoted that in a while. <laughs> Sales are dipping. Things are getting a little desperate. Uh, no, uh, go out and buy the book. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's called The Lost Migration. Andrew S. Fadis is the author's name on on uh, Amazon. Go ahead and re- uh, buy my book. Great. This was fun. Yeah, this was great. We should do this again. Let's do this again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-D. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is Can I Hold You Again by John Runefeld. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.